you're always going to be challenged. You're always going to have these, these experiences that allow you to grow into the woman, the person that you are becoming. That's what challenges are. That's what problems are. They're really gifts. It's hard to see that in the mm. moment. I get it. I get it. But That's a mic I mean, drop can... moment right there. <laughs> Chris, yeah. mic drop. Let's uh, get a clip from that. <laughs> Welcome to the Madeline Show. so excited to welcome Taylor Slango to the Madeline Show. She is a spunky and successful online business owner that I have been following. I also listen to her podcast, Aligned and Ambitious Radio. Follow her on socials and she's here for you today. Online business mentor, Taylor Slango. Welcome to the Madeline Show. Oh, I've been looking forward to this conversation for quite a few weeks now. Yay. I love the internet so much. That is how we met you guys. We've never met in person, but it doesn't matter. Our sparkly souls aligned. And just for the couple of minutes we were talking before this, like I could talk to this girl all day. So I'm so excited to be in your world and have you in my world and have you share with my audience here all the the juicy nuggets. I actually have a list of questions, you guys, believe it or not. I haven't done that before on this podcast. So um, the notes came from Taylor. (laughs) What she wanted to talk about on the show, but, but I've got the list. I'm looking at a list. I normally just... I just go, you guys know. Just I just talk. It. I'm just <laughs> They're yeah. great conversations though. We get deep and I'm I'm really excited to learn a, a lot about your business model and you and um, learn from you today. So I, w- I would really love for you to start by just telling us how you got here, um, specifically how you got to become a business owner, how you created and built Aligned and Ambitious, which is trademarked, so baller. And anything else you'd like to share about the journey? We love hearing about your challenges, just saying. Oh, you know, I always laugh when someone's like, how did you get here? It's like, do I start at age six? Do I start at age 16? <laughs> like, what start is at the birth. <laughs> Yeah, right. What was your mother doing when you were <laughs> um, in the okay. womb? Yeah, right. At like <laughs> uh, zero years old. So where do I start? I'll start in college. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so I had started majoring in entrepreneurship and event planning. And that was kind of always my goal. I love, I love uh, like party planning and details and that's right up my alley. So I got into, I, it was like a economics 101 and I was like, yeah, entrepreneurship isn't for me. So I literally switched schools and switched majors um, to criminal justice. I got my degree in criminal justice. I got a job right before I uh, graduated. So I was like checking all the boxes, right? I was like, degree, check, nine to five, check. I got into this job. It, it 
checked all the boxes. It was a close commute. It wasn't horrible pay for what was considered normal at the time, like insert air quotes for the listeners. Um, it was like $14 an hour, which now we're like normal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fucking for real. Um, and the people I worked with were great, but this office had no windows. And I remember like trying to just cut corners and like tell my boss, like, can I not take a lunch and just go home 30 minutes earlier? Like, I don't want to have to stay longer. All of the constructs of like the nine to five world made no sense to me. Mm. So I quit that job like three months into it. I was a fresh grad. I was working at a gym at the time that was a franchise gym. So I almost purchased a gym franchise. <laughs> That was like a deal gone wrong. There were some shady people. I dodged a bullet there. And I was like, okay, we have no money. I have this degree I'm not using. I had just married my husband. We were just moved into our new house. Like we had all these things we had to pay for. And I'm over here quitting jobs and being picky as fuck around the way that I earn money luckily he was always on board but that led me to getting really particular about well what am I searching for if it hasn't been these things and I'm like I want to work from home I want to do something with social media I want flexibility I want something non-traditional I want to be creative um I always have been interested in like marketing and things like that so I (laughs) I faked a resume and I ended up getting hired (laughs) hired at this digital marketing agency for high level coaches. I had no idea what the coaching industry was at that time. I was like mm. Googling all of these like marketing words, Facebook ad words. I was like, I'm going to make it really look like I know what I'm talking about. I'm going to use all the lingo and I'll just learn and figure it out. So Honestly, long story short, I impressive. got the job. <laughs> that's <laughs> more impressive. I that you can learn that shit. I, I'm like, do I like admit that I do that but I think it was such a part like there was just like commitment and self-resiliency there that I I knew I could figure it out you know yeah it means you can learn anything I got the job job. (laughs) for sure for sure I was like I'm willing to do after hours I'll figure it out I could really grow a career here and I did I worked there for over four years countless promotions I tried to quit multiple times they were like don't go I was a senior strategist I managed multi-million dollars in launch revenue like I was like I was born to do this like my mind naturally understands this so then I'm like I could do this for me I could make Mm -hmm. this kind of money for me and that's kind of how I got started in in the coaching industry and starting my own business that's awesome. So. You know what? I really – sorry I interrupted you. I tend to do that. Sorry, guys. Sorry, listeners. No, that was a long – You're not annoyed yet? <laughs> no, it's just – I mean, it's – I think that, you know, when you talk about – I don't know if I should even say that, that I faked a resume. And it's like the fact that you studied – for the job interview and you got the job interview that's the same as like learning all the information the night before a test you're just downloading it in your brain sure. and it's actually it's actually really impressive and um if i hired you and then found that out i would be like dang sweet i made the right choice like i hired the <laughs> chick that knows how to learn i hired the chick that knows like she's a self starter i mean that saves the company money down the line Um, And then look at you, senior strategist. Um, Okay, so did you know that, when did you decide to 
is your LLC like aligned and ambitious or is that a, a DBA or just a product? Can you t- tell us about the structure of your company? Yeah. You don't so have I to. actually That's... got started in the, okay. <laughs> I got started in the space. Like I'm like, okay, I know how to grow businesses, but I actually didn't start by teaching people how to grow businesses. I started teaching on like universal principles, manifestation, life coaching. So my LLC is Taylor Slango Consulting LLC. It was kind of in those, that first year in business, I realized if I combine these things that are important to me, right? The alignment, the intuition, the feminine energy, with like that fucking grittiness of like, I'm going to figure it out and there's ambition and I'm just going to like make it happen. Mm. That's where the magic is. So that's when I started teaching marketing and business with alignment and intuition. Nice. And can you not like, how do you, I don't know how to teach it in a way that doesn't combine the two because of just what I know in my, what I know in my soul um, and that's actually, that's kind of one of our questions. I'm going to bounce around, Taylor. I want to go right to how do you unlearn what the gurus taught you to find your most aligned way in mm. growing your business? Because the gurus did not teach manifestation and aligned action. They taught and teach currently hustle and grind, sacrifice now so you can be successful later. You don't need to sleep. You'll be okay. <laughs> not so sure about that. Oh my gosh. It's so frustrating because I see so many of my clients and there there's like this resistance and internal conflict when they go to do something their way because a lot of the times the way they want to do things is it's leaner you know it's a leaner business model it's a simpler strategy it's not all the bells and whistles or the softwares or the really complex dynamic funnels it it like goes against the grain of what the online space so often conditions us and so I think that internal conflict, you're kind of met at a a fork in the road, right? Of like, do I do what I see? Or do I do what I know? And I Mm. think doing what you know is true for you requires a couple of things. It requires emotional intelligence, it requires self awareness, it requires self leadership, it requires discernment for you to take a beat and to pause and something my mentor has passed down to me that's changed my life is like, you close your eyes, you put your hand on your heart, you ask what's true for me. And if you can get really honest with yourself about what that is, I think that's the best thing you can do for yourself in business, even if it goes against what you've been taught up until this point. Yeah. I'm going to throw trauma, healing trauma in there too. Um, You need to, if, if you have underlying trauma, which will come up in a trauma response, like trauma response, for example, for me is not wanting to sit still, even though I can meditate when I'm sitting still and I'm not meditating, I feel like I'm not being productive, right? Because if you're meditating, you're sitting still, you're doing something. But if I'm just sitting and I'm not petting my dog or taking notes, like my brain just goes, and that's how I know I still have trauma to heal. But it's, it's been a process and I think it's, it's, it's important to also like add that into your strategy in business because if you're not focusing on your well-being and uh, getting to know your intuition and knowing your body, um, then you, there's, you're definitely not on the route to healing into trauma response. It really it does start there by learning your body, your heart, just, just discerning the like when a thought comes through or when something downloads into you, you have this idea, this revelation. 
Do you guys know if it's coming from your brain, your heart, your gut? Can you feel those different energy centers? And I mean, you don't have to go and like Google the chakras or anything like that. You can just tap in and be like, oh my gosh, okay. I feel this in my gut. Yeah. When I get a gut sense, it's usually right. Like I had this bad feeling about this dude, but I kept dating him and then I was right. Yeah. Oh my gut, my gut was right. That's how you figure that out. Try trial and well, error and magic. And what? Like the body is the North Star. Like if something's mm. misaligned mm-hmm. or like untrue for you, like you're not going to be sleeping. You're going to feel anxious. You might start picking at your nails. You might feel a lump in your throat. You might feel a sore in your stomach. Like the body is always in communication. We're just not always listening. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm wondering if I'm going to launch this episode before the one with Maria where we talk about trauma. We'll see where this goes and then I'll decide what order to give it to you guys in. <laughs> um, but we go deep into trauma responses and, and healing the body and, and knowing 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 you and who you are and, and where, where you're coming from when you're making decisions. Um, and so... I'm not going to say that like all the masculine educators aren't teaching this because that's not necessarily true, but I do see some people teaching, you know, intuition and and mindfulness, but then also telling you that like, you know, pay $30,000 for this year long mastermind and we'll teach you how to do one just like this. And you will make just as many sales as we make. It's that like, it's that idea that just because a strategy works for someone a lot of the masculine mindset thinks that that strategy is going to work for everyone else. But I think it's the feminine standing up and saying, no, everyone is different and you can't market something or you can do whatever you want. But the feminine is not going to market a program as a one-stop shop. You know, this is all you need because we understand that as humans, we're these multi-dimensional beings and everyone has different stuff going on in their life. And everyone has a different energy that's going to magnetize a different type of person. And that different type of person, they could be found everywhere, anywhere. And it's going to be different depending on what type of business and story the entrepreneur has. And it's like, I feel like it's so much less about whoever the guru is and whatever they're saying. It's about why are you following them? Like, is there a sense of fear and obligation of like, if I don't do it this way, I'm not going to be able to make it? Or is it a desire of like, this business model turns me on and this person turns Mm. me on and I'm being here because I want to be here, not because I'm feeling, you know, obligatory energy or codependency or anything like that. The gurus can say all that they want, but what is true for you as an individual? Yeah. Oof, that is so powerful. And you know what's crazy is I've, you know, I've had feminine leaders in my space f- from the beginning and I've, I've heard this, but it never really made sense to me until I went and like made my own mistakes and learned it my own way. Mm. And now I, I hear these, these things and I teach on these things. Like, I love it. Taylor, you and I have like very similar mindset and even like teach similar things. And we're both here sh- collaborating on this podcast. Like, that in its own it. is beautiful and right healing of the sister wound and so amazing yeah. um yeah with the with the masculine way of doing business it's like what if we what if we balanced it um what if we found a way to teach both and i love how you say that okay why why am i doing this is it turning me on like is it making me feel juicy inside or am i afraid that if i don't buy this thing that i'm not going to win and i have like a little story i want to share i bought a $30,000 mastermind in february of 2020 we know what happened in march it was an in person mastermind in 
um, San Diego. And so um, I spent 30 grand to learn how to do, well, I think at that point I'd only put down like eight or something, um, which is still a lot, um, to then eventually be learning from people on Zoom. They didn't do any of the in-person events because it was COVID. And um, they also were threatening to sue people who wanted out of their contracts when the whole, the whole point of the mastermind was to teach people how to do in-person events, which in March of 2020, we had no idea if we were ever going back to anything in person. Like, do you guys remember the freaking caution tape around like the, the, this, I almost said Pez dispensers. They're like bubble gum machines at the mall and stuff. It's like, oh, scary. Are kids ever going to go into play places again? I mean, that was the energy that was going on. And this this company, I'm not going to name names. They they didn't want to give anyone their money back. They didn't even want to. They didn't even want to let anyone out of their contracts without a serious fight. And they were they were teaching manifestation and intuition, but also this like mastermind strategy. And you, I really saw, I think everyone kind of really saw whoever you were doing business with in 2020, like you saw their true colors, like either you were asking for a company, (laughs) you know, it's like, and I understand everyone's throwing things around. It's like, I had money tied up in a retreat that didn't happen. And so it took me over a year to get that money back from the retreat company. They didn't want to refund me for the retreat that we never had. And I had to immediately refund all of the people that had bought tickets. I mean, because we had like editor at Forbes magazine. Like, what am I going to do? Not refund her and be like, oh, sorry, we'll do a retreat in three years. I'm going to keep your money. That is so lame. That is so lame. And so I'm I'm grateful for all the mistakes that I made. Oh, what I was going to mention about that mastermind is when I, when I bought it, I had... I thought that I was excited, but really what I was feeling was fear in my body. And at that point, I wasn't really great at discerning between the two. So I felt all of this energy, like I felt it in my body. And I was like, oh, like I went up to my hotel room after they did the pitch. After they told us they made the room colder before they pitched the sale. Like, oh, you you can do this too. Watch, we're going to make you sign up because you're going to be freezing. And there's teddy bears on the counter. Um, this is like a, like a really popular company in the industry. They're like industry leaders. Um, I go back to my room and I'm just like, my body is like shaking and I'm just like, okay, I don't know. Like this is, is this, what kind of energy is this? This must, this must be a yes. Like my body is telling me, yes, my brain was really confused. It's like, okay, I'm going to listen to my body. I go to like write down my credit card information, sign the waiver that signs my life away. And, um, my, I started crying. Like my body was like literally telling me to stop. Like you, like this was a fear response, but I thought I was excited. And it, I learned a lot through that process. And, um, you know, I don't think you always have to like make mistakes in order to learn. I think if you can learn how to be still and silent and like hold your hand on your heart and really know, like, you know, how to go clear your trauma, work with a therapist, work with a healer, healers, highly recommend having multiple people in your corner. Learn, learn your body before you have to go out and make decisions. That's going to slap you in the face. Like, Oh, this is how it is. So that's like step one. You could start today is like, just get in the habit of checking in with yourself. Like even for silly things now, it's like, do I want the apple or do I want mac and cheese? Right. It's like, really like I'm completely being receptive to what my body is telling me. And last night, like I was so in the mood, I was making cookies. I wanted a glass of wine and my body was like, I just want water. So it's like, if you can get in the habit of constantly checking in, it becomes so second nature to nourish yourself and pay attention to yourself in that way. Yeah. Oh, I love that you just said that. Do you know who Aislinn Walton is? 
the uh, mm-hmm. Abundance Witch, uh, Abundance Witch on Instagram. You'd love her. She has an episode on the show. I think it's episode six or seven. It's like feminine leadership in business. And we talk about how to train your intuition. You start by just going to the grocery store and seeing where you're called. Yes. Does my body want broccoli? Does my body want apples? Just like what you're saying. Um, I, I love that. It's, it's been, but okay, so here's the deal with that is like your brain can get in the way and it can sabotage. And so that's been happening for me because I'm on this carnivore diet to heal um, neurological stuff. And I've been wanting to introduce foods back in. I don't know if you guys can hear my voice is a little like nasally right now. I had an immune autoimmune response. I ate blueberries 40 days of eating meat and I decided to eat blueberries and had this massive autoimmune response that I still have. Like my cuts aren't healing. My, my, my eyelids are touching my eyebrows. Like my face is like, I am swollen. My hands started hurting again, just from a third of a cup of blueberries. Now I have legitimately been muscle testing myself using a pendulum to see whether or not I can eat foods. So it's like taking this body intelligence to a whole new level. Is there a part of me that still is like, oh, this is bullshit. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I'm practicing. <laughs> You're not supposed to like know right away the first time you check in with your body. And like, this isn't the first time I've asked my body to do things, but I'm, I'm in a state now where everything is changing. I'm like, I'm going to use this pendulum and I hold the thing. So I didn't, I didn't pendulum the blueberries before I ate them. I was being a little girl kicking and screaming inside. I want blueberries. I want fruit. Um, cause I've had a hard time transitioning my, my gut to this all meat diet. I thought fruit would help. It's like, I'm not even going to pendulum it because I don't want it to say no. And I want to eat the blueberries. (laughs) So I do the pendulum last night because my coach is like, did you pendulum your blueberries? I was like, and like she believes in like Jesus and God and everything. And I, I don't know, I believe in everything. Um, So I'm like, yeah, let me get my pendulum. Said no to the blueberries. Thank God it said yes to the ice cream. (laughs) that I made oh so that was working um, in your favor (laughs) the ice cream was working in my favor it said yes to honey um which I thought was really interesting and like I still don't fully believe this but I am practicing and that's what we're asking you to do is to just practice you don't have to whip out the pendulum you don't have to get all weird like me but just put your hand on your heart um, I really love doing left yeah, hand on the heart, right hand on the stomach. Oh, yeah. Check in every day. Check in right now. Multiple times a yeah. day. I mean, it, as many times a day as you're asking, like, your brain, what should I do? Ask your body. In fact, if you ask your whole being, you will find yourself making less wrong moves or running frantically in the direction that is actually not where you want to go. For sure. <laughs> It's a daily practice and choice, right? Like it is. A choice. Uh, I had a Thank client the other day, that. and she was like, "She's like, you know, but it's like so much easier to X, Y, and Z." And I'm like, "Of course, it's easier, but like, is it better? Is it getting you more of what you want to like be in that unconscious and just be going through the motions? Of course, it's easier. That's why, like, it's the one percent who create extraordinary yeah. lives because not everybody's willing to make that daily choice." Yeah. And 1% is actually a lot of people if you think about it. Like it's not it's to, to be in that 1% of of people that actively create their own life. It's not I'm going to need a lot of haters for this. It's not a privilege. Mm-hmm. It is a choice. It is a choice. And it doesn't matter if you have everything at your fingertips or nothing to choose to be in a space of of joy is your choice. And now 
this is bipolar girl over here. Like, I know that you can wake up and just be in a bad mood or like get so down in the dumps that you need psychiatric help and you can't actively choose your way out of it, but you can choose to get the help. You always have a choice to create your reality. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's it's hard. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I was just on my Instagram stories talking about this. It's not about the dysregulation. Like we're humans. People are going to be anxious. They're going to feel down. There's seasonal depression. Like there's mm-hmm. all these mental health issues. It's it's what do you do when you're dysregulated? Are you going to go get on Instagram stories or like right. engage in a sales call? Like it, it's those, I call them um, metamorphic moments. It's those mm. tiny defining moments where you get to choose. I'm going to lead myself and regulate and process and clear and then resume business. Or I'm just going to take charge like a frantic unregulated mess and do x y and z yeah yeah am I gonna let my trauma response kick in and take over or am I gonna make an active choice to uh, make a new decision a decision that maybe the woman I'm becoming would make because we're not going to get Mm. to the point (laughs) do you love that I I just got chills yeah I got chills (laughs) (laughs) I love it Like if you want to be different, if you have this, I do, I'm growing. I think I'm great the way I am. And I just know that I'm meant for more. Like I have this soul calling that I haven't fully fulfilled yet that I might not feel fully fulfilled of until like the moment I die. I have no idea. But all I know is that I want to continue to grow and be this, this, this version of myself that I see that is um, slow to react, uh, more of a responder. She's wise she's graceful. Um, she listens, she doesn't have frantic hustle energy. And so when I am making decisions in my life, consciously making decisions, right? Cause I'm not perfect. It's a practice. I will think about, okay, what does the me want to do right now? And then what is the me I want to be? What, what would she do? And that can help you move in the direction of the, wherever you want to go, whether it's to grow your person like I'm talking about, um, or maybe you just want less clutter in your house or you want to have a family, but you keep going out to the bar and getting blacked out and going home with dudes that you don't like. I mean, sorry, but it's, that's, it's, it's difficult to not do that when that's a pattern and it's a trauma response and you know it's not the right thing to do and it's no one no one's going to drag you to therapy unless you're lucky <laughs> like it's up or whatever it is yeah, insert right. therapy with start journaling or whatever right. it is for you it's and it's just your the choice openness, like the receptivity of like I'm gonna allow support I'm gonna allow help I'm gonna allow myself to see it differently because if you are dragged by the feet, like to any of the practices, you're just going to be met with that like mind resistance and it's not going to land anyways. Mm. And that's right. Cause if, if you're, blah, 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 blah. If you're being dragged, your probably ego is probably like masculine and the feminine wants to receive. She wants to be open to receiving, but she's going to be closed if she doesn't feel safe and held. And so if you're not nurturing that masculine energy inside of you, which we all have, your feminine's not going to be able to butterfly open and lead. So your go-to is going to be, okay, masculine ego, this is what I need to basically stay safe in this world. Maybe not be the, might not be the best thing for me, but leading from my ego, leading from my masculine, um, being closed off. And I'm talking, it doesn't matter if you're male, female, whatever. Like we have this balance of energies inside of us, all of us. And it's going to be a different ratio for each person. And it's going to change based on the situation that you're in. Like when anxiety kicks in and you're out, maybe social anxiety you have and you feel yourself closing off, you're 
you're going to notice a shift in, oh, I have this other part of me coming up to kind of lead the way. Well, that's protecting me. That's doing whatever it's done my whole life. Literally like from childhood is when these things are wired into us and it's worked for me and it works for you. These trauma responses, these imbalances of energies inside of us, it works for you until it doesn't. And then that is the point where you get the slap in the face, open your eyes, are you going to make a change or not? Um, But hopefully you don't get to that point. Um, I think a lot of us have, though. A lot of us have felt burnt out. A lot of us have had a rock bottom that's made us really change who we are and how we operate at like a foundational level. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, I'm happy Um, that you um, brought up the like conditioning of it's just comfortable until it's not. So I don't know if you know this actually, Mm. but I'm certified in um, rapid resolution therapy. And a big like principle behind that modality is really understanding that fear is not useful and why it's not useful. And so we were Mm. in class a couple of months ago and um, his name is Dr. Connolly. He was explaining like, like fear is uh, our physiological response to perceived threat. Like not actual Mm -hmm. threat, just the perception of threat. And so our body Mm -hmm. quite literally and our mind cannot discern, holy shit, there's a lion chasing me. I have to run for my life or I'm just afraid I'm not going to meet my sales goal this month or someone's going to get mad at this Mm -hmm. post. Like your body's Mm -hmm. responding in the same capacity. And so when is fear useful? When you're running for your life. And if I had to guess, most of us are not running for for our life on the day to day. Yeah. Oof. And I think we all can maybe maybe we just take a moment and think about a time where that has happened where we've literally felt like that fight or flight adrenaline in our bodies but it's not from a lion cuz i think most of the people listening to this have not been chased by a lion if you have if please send have, me a I message hear about it. <laughs> let me know yeah. how it went. um and yeah the, i mean something I, else that I he mentioned it. was like when your adrenaline kicks in it's short term so like that's our body's defense to get away from the lion and to flee but it's not sustainable you're not Mm -hmm. running the marathon and so I think there's such a direct parallel to that business of there's this adrenaline and I'm just gonna go and it's not sustainable and then you're burnt out and then you're exhausted then you're out of alignment then you're miserable Mm -hmm. then it's manifesting in your body and your mental health and you know blah 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 yeah and for how long you can go on adrenaline it's however it's multiple times that amount that you need to rest um i know this from sports and i've just seen it in business also you and same with your brain actually there's science on that um if you are going to have an like a 90 minute focus session the deeper you go and the deeper you're able to focus in that focus session so you guys know i like time blocking i don't know if i've done an episode on that yet i like time blocking so i i'll have a visual timer and i'll turn it to 60 seconds and I'll focus. And if I focus hard, I need like, or sorry, 60 minutes. I need like 45 minutes after just for my brain to decompress and then get to a space of refocus. And it said you can only focus like that three times a day, max to, to, to your best abilities. So three 90 minute sessions of of focus a day that's not a full work day and so what that means is that there's space in between that you have to rest and if you don't rest you won't be able to focus as hard next and you can apply that to athletics you can go climb a volcano 
I'm using that example because that's what I used to do. And if I didn't sleep that next day or that evening, I wouldn't be able to climb the next day. And if I didn't stretch and hydrate, my legs literally wouldn't work. How well you can run the marathon, which is what we're all doing. It's a marathon. It's not a race. So it's like long is what I'm trying to say. It's not just like quick hits of success. We're looking to build a sustainable life a career, a legacy, something we can retire off of or pass down or sell, that doesn't come with sprinting the whole way. It is literally impossible. And when you hear this from people talking about sprinting, they most likely have a team. They most likely had seed funding. They most likely had help. So they're not even seeing the whole picture of themselves. They just remember that they didn't sleep more than four hours a night for three years and then found somehow found success. And so that's how everyone else is going to find success. For sure. Yeah. Especially with women, like we need to sleep more. We have different, like we have a hormonal cycle. Like men are 24 hours, their hormonal cycle, 24 hours reset. We're 28 days. We're different. Yeah. And we literally need more sleep. I mean, we can we can make babies. Let's talk about that. Ba- that was another one of the oh. questions. Balancing motherhood and business. We've talked about the inner child. Now we're talking about babies. Tell us about your baby. <laughs> oh, my baby. His name is Carter, and he just turned one last week, actually. So I have surpassed a full year of motherhood slash entrepreneurship. And honestly, like, I've wanted to be a mom my whole life. I've always felt like so maternal and I had this specific vision of what life was going to look like with me as a mom. And I have a really healthy um, like grasp on mental health. I take care of myself. And when I had my son last year, I was not prepared for postpartum to mm. completely take me out of the game. Mm. And so I had, I'd prepared the company for maternity leave. So I took about three and a half months off. And I just remember I had shut down programs. I had clients dropping off and not resigning. Like a lot of the outside was reflecting what I had the capacity to hold, which was hardly myself. Like my husband was taking the lead. Not even, not even. Mm. Like I can openly talk about that now. My husband had to step in and he was taking care of me and he was taking care of, of him. And I was just truthfully a zombie like just crying all day didn't want to do anything like had a hard time bonding with baby at first because I couldn't I had no sense of self and so Mm. in the beginning it was so challenging trying to figure out one just a life transition like you have another baby another human someone depends on you your marriage changes like that in itself with the best possible terms and conditions is hard Then you throw in, it's the dead of winter in New York and it's cold and in mental health and my husband's home from work. I'm the primary provider. I don't want to show up. Like it, I died a thousand deaths having my Mm. son for sure. Wow. Wow. And what you're explaining is really a really deep and dangerous depressive cycle. When you lose your sense of self and when you can't connect with other people because you don't have that introspection, it, you're it's not like 
it's not like when you're in that space, you're gentle with yourself. You're not like, oh, I just have postpartum depression. Like oh, I'm, God. I'm going to just love myself through this. No, you, do, you, what you don't understand is like, why can't I teach from this space? Why can't I show up? I must be horrible. I must not be in it for, I must not be able to be a business owner. I won't be able to, to do this forever. If I can't do it now, you catastrophize everything and you have these blinders yeah. on. So you can't see the big picture. And like, when, like you really, when you're depressed like that, you really can't see it. And so what was it like asking? I mean, did you have to ask your husband for help? Did he see what was going on and, and step in? Um, yeah. How was that? It was honestly immediate. Like I know a uh, big, big part of it is just the hormone influx. So it was like, Mm. quite literally the day after he was born, I was just in the state of like, holy fuck, is this really what I wanted right now? Like, am I ready for this? My whole life is changing. I'm never going to be the same anymore. Like there was just so many dark thoughts. And he, he is, I have the best partner. He's really so wonderful. He's a stay at home dad. Our son is totally a daddy's boy which you guys are probably thinking like no wonder why bitch (laughs) but like I'm in a different place now because even six months ago I couldn't talk so candidly about it but I want to be open about the real thoughts that were going in my mind because I love being a mom and I love my son and I love my family and like that season for me really did you know they coexisted so he stepped up and you know, my mom saw it and there's some different protocols now where like the pediatrician gives you surveys and asks you about, have you had any thoughts or concerning things? And I was doing different somatic therapy. I was in talk therapy. I was in rapid resolution therapy. I had my own personal mentor. I mean, I was definitely held and I'm so grateful for that because if other people weren't holding me up, I really don't know like how that chapter would have ended. Yeah, that sounds really intense. I'm really glad that um, you were able to c- come out of that. What? How? How did you come out of that? What is? What is that like? Like, do your hormones just regulate? Did you wake up one morning and a switch was flipped? What? What was it like for you to come out of it? Are you so out? Of it? You feel like hormones you're... play. I do yeah. actually, and okay, it feels that's good, good to say that. Aw. Um. I don't, if <laughs> you feel that for me, yeah. um, I would say around six months. So about six months ago, I really started myself. I started feeling myself coming out of it. I think part of it was that the hormones had settled. The other part of it was like, we got into a routine. We were sleeping at night again. Like mm. we had some just human routine rhythm aspects that we didn't have before because you just throw on you know drastic sleep deprivation on top of everything else it's like so so hard we were just talking about how vital sleep is um and so for me it was like okay I there's no going back like Taylor who was is gone so like there were phases Mm. it was like I had to grieve there was like a grievance of like she's gone and that's okay then there was like acceptance of like you, you know, I carried a lot of guilt in those first couple months of like, I didn't feel bonded. And I had regret and resentment and all of these things. So like facing those fears and facing that my mind went there and meeting myself with compassion and empathy, like there was a lot of processing there. I had a little bit of a traumatic birth experience. So there was like some somatic Mm -hmm. physical processing there that had to happen. I had my son at home. Um, And then 
rebuilding. Okay, she's gone. Who do I want to be? Like, and who does that look like? And who is this woman? And like really crafting up this new identity that I slowly but surely started stepping into. And I feel like she's here and integrated. And it's nice to be on the other side and see in retrospect, like I was able to have compassion and not hold that against myself. Cause I think the guilt and the shame around motherhood mm-hmm. in general is just astronomical that being able to mm-hmm. move through that in itself is transformative as a mom and business owner. Wow. That's awesome. Chris, that's probably one of those mic drop moments. He's my, uh, my editor and my lover and my man. <laughs> so he'll be pulling, pulling clips that you guys will end up seeing on social media that you'll get in a folder to share as well. Um, that's really powerful. What, what parts of, what parts of you can you, if you can tangibly talk about them or see them, did you let go? Cause you said you shed layers, you became this, this new version. So could you give us maybe one thing that you let go of and then one thing that you held onto or, or cultivated and created, right? Cause you created this new you, you're creating everything. Sure. Yeah. I think, um, the biggest part that I had to leave behind was people pleasing. And so I realized I had like a lot of, um, you know, I said, I've, I'm, I always felt very maternal. It's because I realized I was mothering people my whole life, ah. taking care ah. of people my whole life, doing things for other people my whole life. No wonder it felt so, so second nature. And so, you know, in those raw first months is with a newborn and your first child, it's, it's straight up fucking survival. And I wish somebody would have painted that picture for me before, because it was all glamorous and newborn photos and snuggles. And that's true, but like, so is the rest of it. So, you know, it was like, I had no time to worry about like what my mother-in-law was thinking or like what my mom was going to say, or like, I constantly have 30 unread text messages and thousands of unread Mm. emails. And like, your capacity just gets a little bit more narrow and focused and you don't pay mind to what other people might think or do or say, and you start living for you and the best of you and the best of your family. And so that was something that had to die and be buried. (laughs) Wow. That's so, so interesting to hear. Just like I'm resonating so much with your story and I haven't even had a kid I've just been through and also six months (laughs) of a depressive cycle. Holy shit. Like my last one was three months. I hope with this new diet that I never have another one again that feels unrealistic. But even like even a day, couple months, half a year to be in that space of not knowing who you are, if you made the right decision, not knowing what's going to happen and also like feeling like you need to know and if you don't know what's going to happen like everything is going to crumble and that like the horrific. permanence you know like yeah right not, like every, tattoo, like not every decision worse, is permanent better <laughs> right <laughs> sorry we, like love, this we love you here. Carter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah he's not going you, anywhere Carter. Um, <laughs> no um but yeah. that was very real of like there's no returns like no take backs holy fuck my whole life is different now and that the next day was felt so that. um yeah the next day and like our pregnancy was planned we have been together for 10 years money was not a problem like we felt very prepared and ready we took classes we had an amazing birth team a doula a midwife like we checked the boxes so when this actually happened I think all of us were like what the fuck hey there how are you enjoying the show I've got a quick message to share with you from our sponsor and then I'll be right back Are you an entrepreneur that does things differently? (laughs) 
just like me. Maybe your business is untraditional or non-conventional. Your work uniquely you. Maybe you even see a little bit of you in me. The way you create and sell is going to look differently within the many seasons of your life as you grow. Developing balanced masculine and feminine energies in your brand allows for inevitable change over the years. The transitions happen flawlessly. Learn the strategy behind Go With The Flow and create the systems that allow you to live your dream life now because success isn't a thing you get, it's a feeling you can have today. Sign up for Build the Biz, my signature business course, teaching you the energetics of entrepreneurship at themadelineshow.com. Man, well, I'm so thankful that you're willing to share this story and and able to be out on the other side of it. Um, It's it's real. It's something we got to think about. Not everyone has to have a kid also. Like I've been thinking about this recently and like most recently in the last six months when I've had health issues and like doctors tell me like oh you know carrying a kid might be really hard on your body like you might not be able to do it and it's good to think about that like I mean my body's my body's I'm built for creation like I'm built to have babies but there are some serious things that happen and change in your body first of all now you have your whole life is now centered around someone else you have that hormone shift you're talking about. You do have to carry the child and have the child successfully have like it's a whole new decision. And so even when you check all those boxes, which you really did, I feel like most people, they check most of the boxes, but you even had like the birth team and the doula and taking the classes and the stay at home dad. Yeah. Like you really, you really checked all the boxes. And so what's interesting really about did. that is you, so, so you fully experienced the other parts of it that were that were traumatic and I'm, I'm smiling not because not because I'm like happy about any of this but I, I see a correlation my brain is like ding 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 because I'm just thinking about money now and because you had mentioned you know money wasn't a problem and it's like okay well when money is no longer a problem so now all your problems that money can solve are gone but now you're left with problems money cannot solve that's um, it my friend that's it yeah yeah and Oof. yeah that was a whole one, I'm just like, I'm so happy that you're giving me a platform and voice and asking these questions. I am so passionate about being an advocate for postpartum and like that whole transition. So I think this is such an important conversation to have transparently. And then secondary to that, a big, you were asking, you know, who, who did you become? What did you create? I created someone where my goal was emotional freedom, no longer financial, because I had been Mm. in many seasons where money was always flowing and I didn't always feel free. And that was definitely one of those seasons. Can you tell us what that's like? Because I think a lot of people assume that money is going to solve all their problems or they don't even know what problems are on the other side of not having money problems because they're in survival. And so what what is it like to not feel free while having money flowing that sounds so foreign it does you know it sounds so silly um there were a few defining moments where I started to really like understand this at a deeper level the first one was uh probably over two and a half years ago I had my first forty thousand dollar month and I remember this buildup of oh my god it's gonna be the biggest cash month it's gonna be great and it got here and it was just like flat line I was like Aren't I supposed to feel different? <laughs> you know. Mm. Um, the second was I lost my grandmother last year and I was six months pregnant and we were oh. very, very close. And 
it was horrible. Like the grief was just so all consuming that that was a thing in itself. Money flowing in, clients, like all the things. And I would just remember being so immersed in just like having to regulate myself because there was so much trauma and grief and sadness. It's like money couldn't bring her back, right? Like money couldn't Mm -hmm. create the feeling. I had to create the feeling and the money really is just truly a byproduct. And then having Carter, like I was a wreck. Luckily, I could leverage my resources and my assets as a tool to contribute to my quality of life. I could pay for these specialists. I could pay for therapy. I could afford support. I'm so, so grateful for that. But that's all it is. It's an asset to support your quality of life. I don't hold on to my money. I don't hoard my money. I invest it. I spend it. I have experiences. I take care of myself. I take care of my family. And I think that's such a mind fuck for people because people are like, let me just get all of this money. And then I'm not going to spend it because what if it doesn't come back? And it's like, you have money and it's still controlling you, homegirl. Like, what are you going to do now? You know? Oh, that's another clip for the gram, Chris. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm like loving the whole I'm like bringing the behind the scenes to the front for y'all. But that I mean, that was another mic drop moment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I want to destigmatize like the I don't even know if that's the right word, but People think you have to have it all together before you start a business or own, have a podcast, whatever it is, What like have a baby. Um, but the fact is, is you, if you wait for perfect to start, you'll never be ready. There is no perfect because once you, as soon as you start, you're going to have your eyes set on another goal. It's like climbing a mountain. You get to the summit. You're thinking about the summit. If you got summit fever, the whole time you're climbing that mountain, then you get to the top. Guess what? There's a hundred other summits that you can now see and Instead of feeling, this is kind of similar to what you were just saying, instead of feeling like, oh, I just got to the summit, go me, I'm going to celebrate, oh, I just had a $40,000 month, go me, let's celebrate. It's Sometimes it's not even a flat line, sometimes it's like a dive. It's like, oh, but look at all these other goals. Oh, now, but there's all those other people that have million dollar months. Oh, I'm, I'm shit, I only had a $40,000 month. And I saw oh. your post about your million dollar, what did you call That's it? That's exactly what I'm thinking yeah. of right now. <laughs> Yeah. So if you guys don't follow me on Instagram, I'm so happy you brought this up because I realized I reached that milestone in the midst of that depression. So those two were like Mm. definitely correlated. Um, But I had realized the brand had become a seven figure brand over the last three and a half years. We've brought over a million dollars cash in hand, total collected revenue, you know, woohoo. And I just remember being like, I'm so embarrassed to share this. Hmm. what like that is ridiculous it's so ridiculous I thought I'd be shouting from the rooftop but my thought process automatically went to like what if people think I'm farther ahead what if I'm letting them down is this really something to celebrate other people have done it sooner and then it makes you wonder why are you doing it in the first place for you Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. for somebody else or for somebody else's praise and approval of you because that validates you like what I had Mm -hmm. to redefine becoming this new woman in business is what fulfillment was to me. And before it was making a lot of money. And now it's feeling happy. It's feeling emotionally liberated. It's the ability to regulate and find purpose in my work. And the money always comes, but that's no longer something that I weigh in when I say, am I successful? Am I happy? Am I fulfilled? That no longer has power. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. I've definitely been triggered by people's stories where they say they hit their milestone and it was shit. But I also, 
I when I I would like relate things back to my ski world because that was just the world I was in for so long, and I I do I do get it. Um, it's especially the feeling because I've I've had that of you know you have like I had a ten thousand dollar day and it's like oh well. You feel like you need Amazing. to hold on to it. I, I mean, I invested all of it immediately, but like you, you don't know if it's going to come back. Um, and then you think, oh, maybe I should have paid myself and not just invested that all back into the business. And it's like your problems don't go away when you grow to your next level. You just grow and you grow the capacity to hold on to bigger problems. You're always going to be challenged. You're always going to have these, these experiences that allow you to grow into the woman, the person that you are becoming. That's what challenges are. That's what problems are. They're really gifts. It's hard to see that in the mm. moment. I get it. I get it. But that's a mic I mean, drop can... moment right there. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> mic drop. Let's uh, get a clip from that. <laughs> Challenges are growth opportunities. Hashtag more problems, please. <laughs> <laughs> Careful what you wish for. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm here for it. But seriously, because the last time I did that, I also wrote about this in that uh, magazine interview I finished yesterday. Oh, I had the same problem circling around my head for months and I was sick of them. And so I was driving my car, just crying, screamed to God, give me my next problem. Give me my next challenge that will allow me to grow. Eight hours later, I got a shit storm. So yeah, be careful what you wish for. Just like your marketing's always working, right? Like whatever client you're talking to, they'll come. And so for me, I used to talk to like <laughs> the artists that couldn't afford anything. And then like, of course, they're not going to buy my program because <laughs> I'm talking to the artist that doesn't have any money. <laughs> what yeah exactly I said funny how that works <laughs> oh yeah marketing totally works um your thoughts are also things um they really really are and whether I'm not talking like oh I'm just well I guess in a sense I am saying you're going to manifest stuff in your life but also it's just going to color your reality the way you think and talk to yourself in the privacy of your own mind the way the way you speak about yourself when or to others when things happen that's going to color your reality your words will create uh, nervous system responses in your body they'll either be expansive or they'll be contractive and so I want you to think about like are you fostering fight or flight response because you're addicted mm. to adrenaline like really think about that. A lot of us are addicted to adrenaline and we don't even know it or we know it and we think that we can just never be any other way. Um, but once you notice you have an adrenaline habit, you're addicted to stress, you're addicted to bad relationships, you're, it's a trauma response maybe for you to always be moving like me. Um, I'm just assuming it's a trauma response because I know I got some more trauma to unpack and I'm here for it. Um, but it's, it's important to recognize those things and then also love yourself when you realize those things. Don't get down on yourself. Don't get into a shame spiral like, oh, I should have healed this sooner. I should have realized I was picking men to heal my daddy wound sooner it's like right you know, lo love yourself give yourself a big fat hug make a new goal make a new commitment and eventually you'll be able to keep the promises that you make to yourself um, but it does start like, with with self-love is that shame useful like is that useful is that contributing <sighs> to to your growth like the words useful and value to me lately have been my check-in. Like, is this useful? Is this adding mm -hmm. value? And a lot of the times, like, that's just a pretty black and white question, right? Like, if I'm feeling mm -hmm. like shit and you ask me if it's useful, I'm going to say, well, hell no, right? <laughs> like, most people are going to respond so you can 
navigate and the language thing your body responds to it but you can also use language intentionally to start unwiring what's going on in the subconscious Mm. so a lot of the times like when I'm talking to my mentor about things that I'm trying to move through I speak about them in past tense like I don't Mm. I don't entertain them in the present moment it's just like those subtle uses of language can make such a big difference oh man Yeah, you're pretty much paving the path for what I'm going to be doing after this call. I'm recording my my declaration to myself, my my statement, my uh, what would you call it? Like my laws of assumption, my I am's. Mm. So if you guys haven't already done this, when you are feeling like you have things in your life that you don't want to stick around, but you notice like you keep talking about them as if they're still here because they are, they're gonna keep being in your awareness. But if you talk about them as in they're in the past tense or even just switch your language and talk about the, your future, that future that you vision as if it is now, put words to it, put it out to the universe, just out to your friends, out to your people. One, you're going to create magic amongst your circles because people are going to notice, oh, she's not just talking about her problems anymore. What? That girl's crazy. She's talking about things that haven't even happened yet. Whoa, can I do that too? Like what I'm going to do is record that and then and then listen to it as a meditation. And I bet you it's the catalyst for me because I've been wanting to like release some meditations. It will probably be a catalyst for that. Um, but first and foremost, I'm going to be doing it for myself. And I highly recommend you do it too. It could even be, I am beautiful and speak to myself gently. And you write it in lipstick on your mirror and you say it every yep. time you look at the mirror. That's one change. Free, easy thing to do. Totally in your, in, in your ball, in your court. You have the ball. You could, what's, what's the... The ball's in, in your, your court. <laughs> it's in your budget. It's in your court. <laughs> you got a journal. Maybe you just got a, a napkin or a piece of toilet paper and a pen. Yeah. One thing I really love doing is writing my um, the things of the past on toilet paper and then flushing it. Even like Ooh, that's a on good top one. of it. That's a good one. Yeah, it's somatic, right? It's like a physical yeah. thing you can do. It's kind of like... Um, yeah. Uh, putting your intentions in in the moon water or burning the mm. things that you want to let go of, right? The things that you're sick of that experiencing on TP. Yeah, you can. Someone gave that. To, I think I got that from Melanie Ann Layer. Actually, I took her um her New Year's rev, rev, resolution revolution masterclass. Um, oh, so actually, cool. I have, a, I I have an that. affiliate link for that. that. I'll I'll drop the affiliate link for that in the show notes. Chris, remind me to do that. <laughs> um yeah wow this I cannot believe I've already been talking to you for an hour this is crazy we've gone over okay I have one more question I know we could I really like your energy well I'm gonna be on Taylor's podcast so we'll make sure we'll make sure to link that for you guys on my gram yeah we'll get more of this energy flowing yeah yeah maybe we could even do like an IG live or something um share audiences that way um, I do. This is the first question on the list, actually. So we we got to go over it and we've got time. Um, so this is about reclaiming your artistry within your work so that you can fall back in love with your craft. Um, a lot of the time we grow businesses, we start businesses for the right reasons. And when I say right reasons, I mean, you want to help people. The business model is is working. It's um, it's filling a niche in a community. It's making you money. People are enrolling in your program. That happened to me. I was living this dream life 
traveling all over the world, living in Aspen. I think I owned four LLCs at one point, which is too many to start, but that's a whole nother story. Um, and I, I had lost, I had lost my love for the craft. I had like masculinized the system to the point where I didn't even want to be a part of it anymore. And then my whole goal was to like sell the company. And then I eventually just dissolved it, which caused a lot of problems because there were clients that did not want me to dissolve the business. Um, And so how do you get to the point where you aren't building yourself a golden prison and in fact creating art as a business artist and truly thriving, you and your clients and your community, off of your your soul's purpose? Mm, This is so good. Okay. I feel like it's the cherry on top because honestly, everything we've talked about has been the lead off of how I've been able to harness that not only within myself, but now it's something that I teach on and have programs on and, you know, facilitate from the outside. But I think a big part of it is revisiting your value system, right? Like I look at integrity so different now because I understand everybody has a different definition of integrity and to be in alignment by my definition is to operate within how, you know, your moral compass and what feels true to you. So I got clear on like, well, what are the things that I really value? I really value playfulness. I really value having fun. I absolutely love to laugh. I love creating, like I love graphic design. Those are the things that like make my heart flutter. Like notice how none of that was like collecting money, receiving money, investing money. That just all happens. But those are like my Northern star which like these things really keep me going and exciting me. The second part to that was I believe it's so important as an industry leader to keep your hands dirty, meaning like you don't grow a company doing a thing and then you get five seats removed and now you don't even know how to do that thing again. And so I had gotten Mm -hmm. certified in this therapy modality. I told you, like, I just revisited a few books and like started to really get my hands in it of like, what's my favorite part of this once again? And the third thing to that is removing the barriers, like finding the path of least resistance. So I found myself over the summer being like, oh my God, I'm getting all these downloads. I'm getting all of these ideas. It feels like a fucking masterpiece. I'm not going to plan a launch eight weeks from now. I'm going to take messy action and start selling this thing tomorrow. Like I'm going Mm -hmm. to just love what I'm doing so much. I don't care about the structure or the strategy or the process or the marketing or the positioning. Like I am an artist and like that is the way that I started to move through creating offers and selling offers and talking about my work. And of course, people were receptive to that because it was something fresh and they could feel that from me. Mm. Yeah. And you guys, we're not talking about just like, oh my God, (laughs) what I'm about to say here. Good thing this podcast is explicit. We're we're not saying you just have to go like flick your bean and have a bunch of orgasms and money is going to shoot out of your heart. Like, like the standard classic, um, making fun of like feminine business coach memes that you see online. It's like, no, it's about being in, it's about having your actions actually match your words. That's what integrity is. And so you're living your values and of course you're going to be excited to show up and like showing up is marketing. It is sales and it is promotion. And so that is strategy still. And so there's this, it's this balance. It's being the artist, realizing you are the artist, you are the creator of your world. You're not going to 
have these beautiful ideas and then put them in a box because you have to put them in a box and you have to have the launch strategy and you have to wait eight weeks planning the content, blah, blah, blah. You can do that if it feels great and just know you don't have to. And so what Taylor is sharing is an experience where she had these downloads, all this creative energy running through her. And instead of waiting on that energy, instead of putting it to the side and doing it the way maybe everyone else is doing it, she decided to open the floodgates and let you all feel that energy and see what's possible for you too. And then the money was created. The sales were born. The class was full. So for sure. It's not that and there's like, no strategy. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Like there's not, it, I have recently replaced the word strategy with intentionality. Like if you move with some mm. sort of intention, like that's a strategy to me. Um, yeah. But there's also like, if you get really clear on what drives you and like what pulls out your most potent creativity and you make that the place you create from, it leaves a very little room for compromises and just going through the motion. So the big wake up call for me was I came out of postpartum. I had my full product suite. We'd spent the last three years developing and I'm like, holy shit, I don't really resonate with any of my work anymore. Like I don't want to keep relaunching the same things, even though they're so good. Um, and so what's driving me? Like I, I've been like getting off in Canva lately. Like all the gurus say CEOs don't spend time in Canva. I say it is like the best medicine to my soul because that's like where the creation process starts for me. So I think Mm. it's about not compromising what feels good to you, not compromising what feels fun to you and not compromising like the way you receive money. Like I don't want just any money. I don't want dirty money. I don't want misaligned money. I don't want burnt out money. I want clean, like aligned, beautiful money flowing in and having fun and feeling fulfilled and being an artist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And money flowing out in the ways that like money is energy. And so you now get to you have purchasing power. You can decide who you want to support. You don't have to buy things on Amazon if you don't want to. You can um, you can hire the small business owner that charges a little more because you get to. Um, and that's yeah. a really beautiful place to be, to be able to choose who you work with and not just have to take on any client. And honestly, you can do that. In, in the beginning, I'm a big fan of if you're going to sacrifice something, don't sacrifice your sleep, sacrifice not having a fancy car or a fancy house and making less money, taking on less clients because you, trust me, you don't want to work with every client that comes to you. It's just it's not right for them. It's not right for you. And so I don't I'm a fan of being choosy at the beginning, but I know not everyone is willing to make those sacrifices. And that's that's totally fine. Um, but to get to a place where you do feel comfortable, just like making making the choice and how you spend your time and who you spend your time with changes your entire life. For sure. So what made you, when you reclaimed your artistry after, I want to know more about like, um, your, the product suite. So by reclaiming your artistry after the postpartum, falling back in love with your craft, right? Cause that's what we're talking about right now. Did you did you burn your old stuff to the ground and start over? What did you end up doing when you felt like you didn't resonate anymore with that work that you had spent years creating that was selling, that was enrolling? Okay, so I think we've been taught, at least I've been taught, and I came from the marketing space, like you build your product suite, you have a low ticket, you have a mid ticket, you have a high ticket, you launch your signature program, it's a well-oiled machine, you put that bitch on evergreen and you call it a day. And right. so I had finally kind of got to, to the end of that journey where I was like, I have all the offers. 
they all have funnels, like they are trademarked, we have proprietary, like curriculum inside, like this is such a valuable asset, except fuck, I don't feel excited to sell it anymore. So it would be operating completely out of integrity for me to go on and sell those things, right? So we didn't bring them to the ground because here's the thing. Like, I think, I, I think what worked for you then is not always going to be the same of what worked for you now. That doesn't discredit mm-hmm. those teachings. It doesn't discredit the um, efficacy of those programs. Like we still sell them. We have, you know, it's more like instead of these big boy launches, it's like a Black Friday promo or a birthday bundle or something like that, because they still provide massive transformation. I'm just not completely embodied in the in what I was teaching anymore, because I'm different now. So now I'm allowing myself mm-hmm. to not make it mean anything that I'm in a constant evolution of creating, I'm creating what's embodied for me in this season. And that's where I'm putting my attention on promotion. Oh, I love that. Did did you change the price point of everything or did you keep it just as is and then decide to just have it on your website and have it as a, a sale product? Kept it as is. We didn't discount it. Like yeah. we, we run more discounts now, like specials and sales. But like I had to be honest, it wasn't about the value of the program. Like if you go mm-hmm. join my, my signature program, we have poured so much money into like just building out the most comprehensive launch program. You could go buy it Is on my website now. Year? It's $2,000. No, it's called Five Can Figure you maybe Flow tell us actually. Five Figure Flow. Yeah. So what are these products? Give us the, the titles of like yeah. some of your yeah, yeah. products so, that we're talking so about. So the biggest one that I retired was, I didn't even retire it. I just didn't launch it live this year was Five Figure Flow. So I got in the space in marketing and launching. I could launch in my sleep. We've done like six figure launches the whole nine. If someone goes into that program, they're like, we have a money back guarantee. We have spreadsheets that we paid, like done for you launch planner, email templates, all the things. If you go in that program, you're going to have a successful launch. So it's like, it, it was okay for me both to honor the value of that program and also honor I'm selling in a little bit more of like a feminine fluid way. So I'm going to be teaching that inside mm. my new program, Sensational Sales. I had someone nice. come to me yesterday and she's like, I'm between Sensational Sales and a five-figure flow. And I said, here's what's great. If you're the kind of person that's like, give me the boxes, give me the to-do list, like give me a launch in a box. So all I have to do is show up five-figure flow is for you. It's a done-for-you launch. If you're like, I kind of want to play, I kind of want to experiment, structure is a little bit of a drainage for me, then sensational sales is for you. They both give you more money. They both give you more of what you want, but they're two different approaches. Oh, I love this. We will have links to all of that in the show notes. So you guys can go and browse Taylor's suite of offers. I have. Um, her website's really fun to flow through. I love your graphics. It's fun now that I can like envision you in Canva, just like having fun, making the stuff. Um, <laughs> I love your brand. In general, I love your branding, by the way. Like the fonts that you choose and your color scheme. It's very – It's okay, the reason I like it so much is because it's not – totally uniform and perfect like you have 
a little bit of you in there. Like you'll like you just created this reel of you like jumping up and down on a couch with like a rainbow filter yeah. on it. And it was just it was just you. It was your energy. And then you have like the, all the different fonts, but it's not they don't all match perfectly. It's you can really feel your soul's energy from that. And I think that's why I wanted you on the show because I could feel oh, your soul that. before even meeting you. Yeah. Um, so do, do you plan, do you plan that? Like, do you, how do you, or is that, what's, what am I asking? Yeah. Do you plan, plan your content or are you just kind of, you said you can launch in your sleep. So are you just throwing stuff up <laughs> out of autopilot? Like what is, what is that like for you to, to curate your, your brand online? Oh my gosh. I feel like this could be a whole episode in and of itself. I love this question. Um, so we had tried for a long time to like outsource creative direction because back to what we were talking about in the beginning, that's what the gurus tell you to do. And yes. I always felt like they could only get my vision so far because half the time I don't even necessarily know what I'm looking for until my hands are in it and I'm moving things around and I'm seeing how it looks here. And it's like, oh, okay, I can come up with that. So in the last year, especially, I've given myself permission to like take back the graphics, take back the creative direction um, and own that piece of it. So I'm laughing because I don't plan content at all. Like my content creation process looks like this. If I have something potent that I want to say, I'm going to say it, but I'm not going to post and take up real estate to post five times a week. So like you might see me mm -hmm. post five times in one day and then not hear from me for a week. And if you're cringing because you're like consistency to grow on Instagram, like I think that's a belief system we subscribe to. So like my creation process now is very intuitive and I allow that to guide me. So, you know, if I'm creating like the, that reel, for example, yesterday I found two audios. I was like, oh, I have these fun ideas. I'll make two reels. I posted one yesterday. I posted one today. I have a bunch of like notes, screenshots that I'll be posting, but I definitely don't plan ahead anymore, even for launches. I don't do that anymore. I used to. And also, I think it's important to say like when you're growing your business, it's important to... um to do the formalities, right? Like you want to grow your email list, like you want to get visible, but when you're scaling and you have an audience and you have like established yourself, you get to play a lot more. So I've let go of a lot of those rules. And even with launching, like I'm launching a masterclass right now. Um, like that I bitch. had the idea Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Becoming that bitch. Um, I had that idea Sunday night and by Monday morning we were selling it. That's great. Oh, I have this epic training. I'm about to make all my, I have this free course that you have to like give me your email to get, but I'm about to just put it all for free on YouTube without any email taking happening. Uh, it's called queen of the presale. Um, similar Yay. to like, if you're going to run, it's good. I'll send it to you. It's really good. It's like, um, if you are, I launched, well, okay. So I did the queen of the presale right around the time where I was launching an $18,000 per person retreat which I then upped the price to 22 per person because I realized I wasn't going to make enough money to actually run the retreat. And then I got sick and then I canceled the retreat. But anyways, you got to sell the retreat before you have the retreat. Just like you have to <laughs> say you're an art curator before you sell the art. Pre-selling something turns your audience into investors. Pre-selling something yeah. gives you energy to then create the program. Pre-selling something harnesses that creative life force like 
boom, I got this download. This is what I want to do. I'm going to share it to everyone now instead of putting it in a box. You can also give people deals that way. Like, hey, it's a pre-sale. Like, For I haven't sure. even created this thing yet, but it's going to be amazing. It helps build trust. Um, you you guys, you I highly recommend, highly recommend selling stuff before it's created. If you're a service provider, like digital digital product creator. Yeah. You I've are wasting. I've created the whole program. So yes, that's it. And you're wasting yeah. you so create the much program and no one signs up. <laughs> creative energy and you're wasting so much momentum waiting for the details to drop in. Like when it drops in and you're excited, like sharing from that place is your money maker. Not figuring out how mm-hmm. many modules is going to be or is it going to start in October or November? Like I promise nobody gives a fuck about any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and they only will if you believe that they will, because I think you create your own reality. <laughs> for um, sure. For like sure. A really, a really easy way to do this if you're using social media. Um, like, I'll never forget, like when I pre-sold Build the Biz this last round this year, um, I just had a download like, OK, I'm going to launch the program that I had as a membership for artists. I'm going to launch that as same program same outline but I'm going to re-record it I'm going to do it live and it's not just going to be for artists it's going to be for any creative business owner it doesn't matter we had a real estate person in there we had someone that owned a financial planning company in there we had an artist we have yeah like an esthetician all coaches all sorts of people and I got the download I remember I was working a side gig and I left the job because I was like I have to post an Instagram story and I was walking outside and I was just like hey something is coming um I have a business course I'm launching it's going to be five figures but in the next 24 hours it's 222 dollars because I don't really know what it's going to be yet people bought it like it's it's it can be that simple. And like the strategy was pre-selling. Like that is a, that is a strategy. Like that right, is a marketing that is strategy that, yeah, that is literally Kickstarter. Like it is, it is a very popular strategy and you can use your feminine and your intuition to implement these things to your world. Um, now social media is not the only way to run a business. And I highly recommend not just running your business on social media. There are other ways to promote. It is a little more strategically. You'll have to like do some planning if you want to pre-sell something using like guest posting or press releases, right? Getting featured in a magazine. It's a whole different story. So what I'm talking about now is just pitching your idea, your concept to people that already know, like, and trust you and then turning them into backers. And, And basically they're on a paid wait list, um, it's a really beautiful process. If you've never done it, um, you don't actually have anything to lose because you haven't created the thing yet. So the worst <laughs> that's going to happen is someone, someone, no one's going to buy at that price point. Um, right. and yet that's like, yeah, this is like a whole nother, whole nother episode. Um, I do want to, want to wrap this one up because <laughs> this is just the length I normally we go. And I, you know, I, I took, <laughs> I already took 90 minutes of your time, um, so I don't know what you have going on after this, but if you would like to kind of close us out with something, is there anything you want to teach or say to leave us on a high note? I just loved this conversation because what I hope your listeners see in this is like we're all multifaceted humans and there's so many parts to us and we have this illusion that successful people look this way and they don't deal with the same problems and that they have it all figured out and that it's like you know they're living in unicorn land and I feel unfiltered lately to just share very transparently like we're all the same and we're all figuring it out one day at a time and if you just drop 
the pressure and drop the shoulds and get out of tunnel vision, mm. zoom out, see the bigger picture, get really clear on on your fucking joy and forget your bank account for a hot second. Like we're all in it together. So I appreciate you allowing yeah. us to jump around so many different places. That is the only way my brain works currently. And um, I think I like <laughs> it that way. I love I want to keep it that way. <laughs> God, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm going to be sharing this via email with you guys. If you're not on my email list, you can go to themadelineshow.com and sign up. There'll be an exit pop-up. So go to themadelineshow.com and attempt to close the page, and you'll get a nice little pop-up asking you to join the email list. Um, and you'll be able to learn more about Taylor and all of the different guests that I have on the show. And thank you for listening and being here. Please share this with someone that you feel needs to hear it. Reach out to Taylor and myself and let us know what your aha moments are because we could talk forever. And sometimes we say things that are just like common, have become common sense to us because of our story and our lives. And we don't really know what's being picked up by you. So Mm. we're just here, the two of us. We know you're listening and we want to know what you loved. Um, and so we'll have links to socials, uh, to Taylor's programs and website, and I'm just telling people they can reach out to you. I'm assuming you're open to it. <laughs> yes, please. I love that you made that point. I think sometimes we like bypass our own wisdom because it's second nature, but it's like life changing to somebody else. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and I'm looking forward to more chats, Taylor. Yes. Thank you for having me. bye guys hey loyal listener please rate and review this podcast your feedback is needed and you matter it would be an honor if you shared this with a friend send this episode to whoever pops into your mind first it's like a little exercise on intuition and trust that that insight is the hand of god working through you to make someone else's life better today Visit themadelineshow.com to stay up to date on my free trainings and different offerings, including self-paced online programs that activate your mind and enhance your life. Who knows, maybe you'll find something today that completely changes your tomorrow.